Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean it, Holiday. The helicopter's getting closer. If you want to stay safe, you have to get in the van with us now. Please, honey, before it's too late. Maybe we should listen to Mom and Dad, Hall. No, Cyrus, they still haven't given me a reason to trust them. What if this is a trap? Like with Badger. Dude, we're your family. Would you just get in here? Birdie? What are you doing in the van? Saving your butts, dumb. Come on, get in. Mom and Dad want to help. Cyrus knows it, I know it. Even your freaky hoverboard knows it. She's right, look. It's pulling you towards the van. No time, Holiday. Please, just get inside. Fine, before I change my mind. Come on, give me your hand. Step on it, Dad. We need to record six minutes rewind. Just a heads up to the listeners. This show is for people who have already listened to all of six minutes. There will be spoilers. There are kids in this world who are different special. They look like us and they act like us, but they are not us. And one of them is missing. Hey, it's Jess Fisher. I'm here with Six Minutes creators Chris Terry and David Kreisman. Today we are talking about episodes 22 through 24, six minutes running from a helicopter, six minutes in the barracks, and six minutes to make a decision. Our special guest today is Six Minutes super fan and star of her own podcast, Remy's Life Interrupted, what? Remy! Oh. Remy! Remy's here. I'm such a I huge fan. such a big fan. Such a big fan. Um, how is your uninterrupted life? My uninterrupted life is great, and Alex is great, too. I'm back in in-person school, finally. Finally. Yeah. And I just auditioned for my school musical, so auditions are done, and rehearsals should be starting any week now. Okay, Star, what is the show? Who are you playing? So the show SpongeBob, and I got cast as Sandy. Ugh. Amazing. Love that. That's yeah. very exciting. Huge fan. Huge do you think? Fan. Do you think on the other side of the tunnel it's called a Bob Sponge? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and he lives in a coconut under the sea, probably. Exactly. Yeah, most likely. Most Things likely, are just exactly. a little different over there. Well, right. Different. Or maybe it's above the sea over there. I don't That's know. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not sure. All right. Before we dive into these episodes, Remy, can you ask Ivan for a brief recap? Yes. Ivan, can we have a brief recap? You sure can, Remy. And let me say, I'm a big fan as well. Episode 22, Birdie convinces Holiday and Cyrus to get in the van. And as they run from Whittier Corp helicopters, Monica tells Holiday she grew up in a lab. Episode 23, James tries to sneak the kids onto the military base, but when his clearance is blocked, 
Holiday, Holiday is the gate. They hide in the barracks until they're discovered by Admiral Grayling. And Holiday says she's not James's little girl. Episode 24, Monica proves to be the best liar in the family and keeps Admiral Grayling at bay. Cyrus hugs Holiday and tells her she'll always be his sister. But Holiday asks the hoverboard if she should stay or go and gets a very different answer. There's a lot of reveal in these episodes, guys. A lot of reveal. Oh, yeah. I like holiday being a verb. I think we should. uh... (laughs) Yes. Holidaying something. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like MacGyvering something. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Remy, what was your, what's your general thoughts about this section? You know, this is when, when we figure out that we can trust the parents and everything. Are we happy that we can trust James and Monica now? Or do we like miss that mystery? Yeah, these were some of my favorite episodes. And while I do like the reveal that they can be trusted, I do miss the mystery (laughs) of us not knowing if they are really trustable. I feel like that was a really good mystery at the beginning. And I like that it was solved, but I do miss it. You feel like you can trust your parents? (laughs) Mm, I'm not really sure. I mean... (laughs) They kept a door in the basement from us for a very long time. That's a yeah. good point. No, a huge facts. Point. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I could trust my parents if they left the door in the basement unexplained. <laughs> the other thing I will point out, we're not, we're, not at, we're not at sound design and stuff yet, but um, one thing I noticed was this was the first episode, Dave, where we cut down the, the bridge music between the initial section Yep. In, in the main part of the show. I think it was about now where we, re- we decided you didn't have to listen to that whole entire thing. So much <laughs> much like our shortened intro on the uh, on the Six Minutes Rewind intro. Ah. With, uh, yes. It sort of, sort of coincides nicely. Yes, we felt like uh, that Jess has given Chris and me our, our big intros enough times that she doesn't have to do it every time now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you even shortened my name. In the yes. old script, it was Jessica Fisher. Now it's Jess Fisher. Oh. You know, short yeah, and quick look, to the we point. Got, we're, we're all family here. We need to get to it. Exactly. <laughs> we got things to do. We got places to be. Should we go on to the categories? Let's do it. Okay. I had a lot of best lines of dialogue because there's like a lot of meat in these episodes. There's actually like because there's so much discussion in these episodes and less sound design. There's a lot more, a lot more nominees for dialogue and a lot less for sound design. Are you saying these are talky episodes, Jess? Oh, I like that. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. It's a little bit of a talky episode, but it's a little bit. Of but you know what we get here that is really nice. I think one of our first times is where we get to hear, and it happens a few times in the show where Cyrus comes to Holiday and knocks on her door, and they have this sort of heart to heart. And I think that scene is just so powerful. As I was listening to it today, I was like almost yep. in tears. It was just like the way I know. the way his persuasion to get her to stay is just so wonderfully written and done. David is really great. But he's also like, it's okay if you need to go. Yeah, Remy, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that I feel like Cyrus's and Holiday's relationship together really reminds me a lot of my relationship with Alex because Mm. I feel like we're really close in a similar way to Cyrus and Holiday. It makes a lot of sense. I can definitely see that. We got a lot of questions early on, I think, in Remy's Life Interrupted, asking if you or Birdie, if you played Birdie in six <laughs> minutes, right? That as yeah. Apparently your voices sound similar. I don't know if you hear, can hear that, Jess, but that's definitely a question we used to get a lot. So many questions about that. Yes. That's funny. And so set the record straight, Remy, for the first time. Were you Birdie in six minutes? I was not Birdie in six minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Now we know. It's important to know. <laughs> Lily Brooks O'Brien was Birdie. Yes. Yes, yes. Also with these episodes, I don't know if you can see the notes section. We have a lot of notes. 
debates, you know. There is a lot of questions. A lot of, like, just discussion. Most of them are about Admiral Grayling, I think. Yeah, pretty much all of them are about Admiral Can I ask Grayling. a question right here at the outset about Admiral Grayling? And I can't remember, Dave, maybe you can remind me. Yes. Is it the same actor who played uh, the boat captain? I don't think so. I thought, if you listen closely, I thought maybe, it's Brian, right? I think this is Brian, but I don't think it's, I, I don't know if. I think I it's think Brian it's doing person. a lower voice. And I think I remember us doing the session saying, just don't sound like the boat captain. <laughs> Maybe. That's possible. <laughs> I'll, I'll research that for the next episode. I should have looked into that. Well, since we're talking about Admiral Grayling's voice, we should give uh, the audience some context. I think there's a clip for best line of dialogue that he has. Here it is. Hope you find the bunks comfortable. I apologize in advance for Reveille at 0500. We understand. Thank you, sir. That's very early. That does sound like the captain a little bit. It does, right? Yeah, I think that's probably him now that I hear it again. I think it's different enough that they're two different characters, but I do think it's the same actor. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact is, like, I mean, he works on a military base, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of within, you know, like one of those military bases that are within uh, suburban communities. communities. Yes. I don't know of any suburban community. Do they do the revelry still every single morning? Well, yes. first of all, Admiral Grayling is a real stickler. Right. Um, the other thing I thought you were going to bring up <laughs> is that um, admirals are in the Navy. I don't <laughs> think so. Oh, my gosh. I don't know that That's we ever so say army here. We just say military. <laughs> so uh, there's, a, you know, there's a lot of flaws to this. I've always imagined Marines. So that that works. That's true. Right? That's true. Sure. I forgot about that, Dave. I remember we used to have conversations about him being an admiral. <laughs> That's only in the Navy. I'm I'm an Army brat. I don't know if you guys know that. But that is so funny. I didn't catch that. But yes, they, they do play Reverie. They do play at 5 o'clock every time. Yep. Wow. Uh, what do you got next? Let's see. Uh, let's do Step on It, Dad. Even though we heard it in the beginning, I, I still like it. There it is. Step on it, Dad. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so cinematic. Absolutely. We also have Asking for a Friend. So, now that we lost the helicopter, are we just going to ride in awkward silence? Asking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Which friend? Exactly, exactly. Is her name Schmerdy? Right. (laughs) Uh, We have holiday half monologue. This one isn't funny. This is like drama. But how do you know the base is safe? How do I know it's safe? What if you're just taking me there to keep me from finding out who I really am? Sweetheart, we're trying to protect- I'm not your sweetheart! Stop calling me that! Yeah, that's a deep part. That's yeah, a deep, I felt, I felt, I felt a deep cut there when she said that, like, Oh, but you are family. I know. A lot of confusion. Remy, any thoughts on these first few, these lines? Are any of them sort of sticking with you in terms of uh, your favorite lines? I have to say that I really think that- Birdie's asking for a friend line is probably my favorite out of what we've heard so far. I really enjoy Birdie's humor. I think it's very unique, the way it's written. And so I think that that's my favorite line out of the ones we've heard. Awesome. Well, let's get through the rest of them. We'll see if it holds up to the scrutiny. Which is exactly what you would say if you played Birdie. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We're going to get to the bottom of this. Dave's stoking the controversy yet again. (laughs) Let's see if it stands up against Cyrus X-Files. You have to understand why Holiday would be suspicious. Mom, this is sounding like Super X-Files or X-Men or X-something. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you skipped the birdie bladder don't fail me now. Oh, right, right. Uh, here it is. 
Another bumpy ride. Bladder don't feel me now. <laughs> I love it. And then we have James out of the woods. This one stuck out to me in a way when I was listening to it today, too. We're out of the woods. In a way that, like, I couldn't tell when I was listening to it. He meant, like, we're out of the woods, meaning, like, we're okay, or meaning we're literally pulling out of the woods. <laughs> I think I, it's both. It's both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Love it. And then the last one we have here is, which is one of my favorite, is Cyrus. Yeah, no. Feel free to carry me, Cyrus. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a rare, like, in this beginning section, like, Cyrus and Birdie being, like, big brother, little sister vibes. Really big fan of the yeah, no. Yeah, I think that was my favorite. But I think, you know, we have to th- we have to throw it to Remy. Remy's got a pick out of all those. So of course. Let's see if yeah, no uh, does an upset of asking for a friend. It's a hard competition between the two. I really like the yeah, no. And I also still really, really like asking for a friend. We are allowed to have ties on this show. We are allowed show. to have ties. You can you can call a tie. But only, only you because, you know, you are Remy. <laughs> but... Between the two of them, I'm going to have to stick with my gut in the first one that I said I liked, ah. and that is Birdie asking for a friend. Good nice. choice. Sounds like the choice of somebody who lives with a portal in their basement. <laughs> <laughs> what, are we, what are we on to next? Best sound design. There are, there are fewer of these ones. The first one is the car rumbling, and I'll explain why. Okay, here it is. So... Because it sets up the awkward silence so beautifully. Mm -hmm. Somehow that sound design is so charged with tension. That's one of those ones that we have a lot of fun using a lot of times. It's just like, it's just the perfect sound of somebody riding in a car in silence. I'm not sure why, but we we use it in a bunch of other shows too. And it's amazing when you go through our sound design library, how many versions of car rumbling we have. You can actually get it down to like the type of car. So it'll say, it'll say like interior car drive BMW 320i or whatever. No way. Yeah, yeah. And then it'll be like Toyota, you know, Honda Civic. And you just. That is crazy. That's how specific it gets. It's pretty crazy. I always wonder who's recording those. It's just somebody getting out in their car and recording it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the funny thing is, I think we talked about this last episode. I always picture their car being a little bit like the green station wagon from Family Vacation. Yes. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So is it family? What's the name of the movie? It's uh, vac- just called Vacation, then you're National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, then we have Footsteps. Here we go. I've got to get to my office on the other side of the base. I, I just love a good Footsteps. I just, you know. He sounds like he's really like, uh, here we go. <laughs> it sounds like those kinds of footsteps. <laughs> like he's kind of hunched over. We've talked about this before, but we spend so much time talking about footsteps in the show, but also just in post and in terms of just various sound designers and stuff and Darian working on the show, who we'll probably have on the show at some time. The hardest thing to learn when you're doing this stuff is footsteps for whatever reason. It's Hmm. one of the hardest things to get right because the footsteps have to A, exist on the right surface. They have to B, be worn on the right set of feet, so male or female, and they also have to appear in the same sonic room that the steps are taking place in. So for instance, if you're in like a really big reverb room, you can't put like those kind of footsteps because they just won't sound like they're part of the room. Mm. So 
There's a lot to get right in footsteps. And then as David said, it's a lot about the tempo of them and, you know, what the intent, how is somebody walking and what mood are they in? Because everybody walks differently when they're in different moods. It's really, it really goes deep. That's really really cool. You don't want like scrambly, scrambly cartoon footsteps. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Imagine if like, he's like, and he's like, I got to get to my office across the base. Right. Like in SpongeBob, Mr. Krabs (laughs) footsteps, like, you know. Exactly. Exactly. That takes us well into Admiral's footsteps too. Right. Sir. Which are the same footsteps. <laughs> well, no, no, no. The pacing is different. It's oh, like, you're right. That's true. Da, da. It, it sounds, yeah. I, I liked it because it sounds military. And then the door closing behind him also sounded military to me. He seems like he's counting out his paces as he's walking. That's true. Uh, two, three, yep. four. Just in his right. own head. Yep. Right. Uh, then we have Cyrus knocking. Just to set this one up a little bit, the idea of like when we were creating this scene, I, I imagine that they're living, they're, they're sort of staying in like kind of mash kind of tents, right, Dave? Yeah. That's sort of what yeah. I imagine mm-hmm. in my head. So, you know, when he's knocking on the door, it's knocking on one of those like flimsy camp doors we've seen at every summer camp you've ever stayed at, you know? So here it is. Holiday, you awake? Yeah. Right. Totally. One of those doors that's like about to come off the hinges. <laughs> Is there ever a good answer to the question, are you awake? No. No. <laughs> that's right. the answer to it. This is my uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, the Cyrus hug, it's, it is it is the whole scene because I think the sound design is very incorporated into the scene. Yeah, here it is. I feel compelled to do it, so please just go with it. Um, pretty sure this is the first time you've ever hugged me, Cy. I need you to understand something. As far as I'm concerned, you're my sister, 100%. And I I love you. Whoa, didn't see that coming. I'm gonna go back into my barracks and get some sleep. If I wake up in the morning and you're gone, just know whatever happens will always be family. And I'm always here if you need me, no questions asked. Don't you start lying too. If I disappeared and then come back, you'd have a million questions. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Night, sis. Night, bro. Oh, my gosh. And then the door door on the way out with the squeaky. uh, Is this before we figured out the hug technique? Yes, I was just going to bring that up. You want to talk about that? So... We figured out somewhere along the line that in order to really make it sound like a hug, you had to cover the fact that someone's face would be pressed against someone's shoulder. Um, mm-hmm. And it all kind of depends on how hot, how tall we think they are. But we started doing every time someone hugs to have them put their own arm over their face. So they hug oh. like this, and it feels like a little like this. And you can hear I tried to do it with whatever EQ there yep. for a minute, and it's, it's okay. But wow. I forget. I feel like maybe... I feel like we're like at this point, maybe six months out from discovering the hug thing, and then it, be, then, it then it became a signature Gen Z move. Like That's whenever right. we're in recording sessions, we're like, "All right, so let's do the hug." So yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I'm imagining. Well, I I do imagine Cyrus to be a head taller than Holiday for some reason. Like he sprouted up mm-hmm. a little too quick, you know, because he's right. eating so much. Right. <laughs> so it makes sense that his voice is clear because I'm I'm seeing them hugging the whole monologue, which I think is really precious. I don't know. That's what I see. I was glad you, uh, in that clip, you you played the whole thing because it's such a great scene. It's such a good scene. Yeah. Really, really good. Well, Remy, what, Remy, do, you what think? do you think of that one? Yeah. So I 
have always loved the sound of footsteps. And I know mm. that sounds kind of funny, but just <laughs> from the time I was really young, I've always loved the sound of footsteps, whether it was like in real life or on cartoons or TV shows. So I think that it has to go with one of the footsteps. And I think that Admiral's footsteps because there's the door <laughs> slam at the end, right. which I find very funny. <laughs> yeah. so Don't let the door hit you on the way out is the idea. Right. <laughs> I mean, listen, we just went into a deep dive discussing footsteps and hugs. We did. So we did. That's what the sound design category is for. Just, we're super nerd out. Hi, it's me, Jess. GZM Rewind is brought to you by BarkBox. 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 So, I actually don't have a dog. I actually wish I had a dog, but Matt is allergic, but I still love him. But my mom has a dog, and her name's Lucy, and she's blind, and I love her. Oh, that's nice. And Chris and I each have two dogs. Right. I know. Y'all are dog full central. of dogs. You could share your dogs with yes. me. Um, but every Christmas for years, I, I always get Lucy another toy, like in addition to the rest of my family. Like Aww. Lucy also gets like a, a toy. Like a gift. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, you know what would have made that easier rather than going to the store and, like, picking out a toy is if I had a subscription box for her. So, if you have a dog or if there's a dog in your life that you love and want to give them a monthly box of chews, toys, and treats, treat yourself with a subscription to BarkBox. <laughs> Go to gzmshows.com slash BarkBox now and you will also get a free bonus toy in every box. Nice. Nice. Which you can use possibly for sure. your cat. Or your kid. Yeah. Mostly your dog. Yeah. Mostly your dog. What do you think, Dave? Would a, would a dog actually call it a wolf box? That's maybe. BarkBox is on a mission to make all dogs happy, and we're on a mission to make stories that make you happy. So support us by going to gcmshows.com slash BarkBox and getting a subscription today. That's gcmshows.com slash BarkBox. Thanks, and back to the show. Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches, or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast, and especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed, the ones about the Cyrus Lost Tapes. And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you. Next up. We have a category that Dave made called Info Dump, <laughs> and I actually made a supercut of Monica explaining everything over the course of three different episodes. Wow. <laughs> Is this the one called Info Dump? <laughs> yeah. Here we Great. go. I can't wait to hear this. Here we go. Who am I? Who is my real family? Holiday, honey, the truth is we don't think you have a family. What? At all? No family? <laughs> like... You think I'm an orphan? We think you grew up in a laboratory. Hmm. A laboratory? What? One I used to work in. One I regret ever working in. In fact, I've grappled with that regret for 12 years. What do you mean I grew up there? This lab is involved in genetic manipulation. What was this place? This laboratory where I was made? You've heard of the Whittier Corporation. I was recruited to work there out of med school. Whittier? You never told us you worked there. 
The corporation is known for using cutting-edge science to make great strides in medicine, strengthening immune systems, growing back limbs for amputees, finding cures for some of the world's deadliest diseases. That sounds good. I was proud to be a part of their research until they went too far. When I first do. started working with them, they were experimenting <laughs> on animals. At some point, they decided chimps weren't good enough. And they're like, let's they just cut straight to, to kids. They wanted to human life for the sole purpose <laughs> of experimenting on it. That sounds not You good. mean they made kids just to do tests on them? Like lab rats? It's why I had to leave. So did you create me? No, but I was there when the first batch of babies were born. How do you know they weren't just regular babies getting tested? They all have the same distinctive birthmark on the back of their hands. By the way, birthmark I paying have off scar right on my here. Hand. Did mm -hmm. I have that birthmark? You did. Ah. We recognized it as soon as we found you. We quickly had it removed to protect you. Holiday, you have to know, even though I left that job, I've never forgotten or abandoned those children. I've been looking for them ever since I left. The secret room in your office. With all those photos of those kids. Is that what I am to you? Just another escaped lab rat? No. That was a great mashup, a Jess. That's great. Thank you. I appreciate that. So what I'll say about about info dumps, which is, you know, always has to be a part of mysteries and sci-fi. At some point, sure. somebody's going to have to explain a lot of stuff. Right. And at this point, <laughs> this is kind of our first time for Monica to really tell the story because she's been keeping it from Holiday and, and from the audience as well. But what I like about this and what we were hoping to do is that it's also emotional at the same time. You know, we're mm -hmm. getting Holiday's reaction to all of this, even as we're getting lots of information at once. <laughs> um, and we, you know, we try not to have too many of those kinds of scenes, but every now and then you need to catch the audience up. You know, the fact that the human part of it is coming through at the same time as we're talking about batches of babies is, is a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah, and it is divided up between three different episodes, which I do think is smart. Mm -hmm. That it's like Right, those did not appear all in a row. <laughs> No, right. <laughs> and it wasn't cut that way. <laughs> the new editor in Gen Z uh, shows is Jessica Fisher. <laughs> right, where you just get all uh, the information just in one fell swoop. Here you go. This is the story. <laughs> Ta-da. Uh, Remy, what do you think about, like, do you remember discovering, like, l listening to that stuff for the first time, listening to Monica's info? I do, and I was very surprised. I remember that I was, like, probably gasping and listening back to it again, I just remember how much I loved this moment because I feel like it was very suspenseful. Like everything leading up to the information shared was super suspenseful. And I think that Monica seems very confident in what she's talking about and she knows what she's talking about, and especially in the car ride scene where she's first giving some of the information even though she's so scared and she's trying to protect her kids she's still sharing this information with holiday because she needs her to be able to trust her so that she can save her that's a great point that's yeah. a great point and you know dave i will say also built into every info dump subtly writing wise is always the info dump mixed with a whole bunch of new questions <laughs> yes that's right Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was part of this too, is like, we don't want anyone to think that, oh, now we figured it out. We know exactly what holiday is. Story over. Oh, we, that actually, in the notes, I have a question for Dave, if you could yeah. pull that up. Uh, here it goes. The hoverboard is the mystery. 
the way it watches out for you, takes you places, keeps you safe? How would that be related to the lab experiments mom talked about? Right. So when you were talking about, like, when there's an info dump, there's a bunch more questions, right? Yes, that's right. So I guess my question was, like, did you know the answer to that yet? Yes, that we did know oh, the answer to okay, at that point. Okay, yes, okay, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, we, we definitely knew, as Monica was telling this story about the wit kids, basically, kids who were experimented on and given these powers, that that was not the answer to who Holiday was, that there was some, that there was ah. a bigger question. And that she was different from those kids. That she but was we were going to meet those, those kids. kids as well. Right. Exactly. But just as, you know, we mentioned the four earlier, we knew that she was one of the four, but that at least this would kind of quiet the questions for for them for the time being, uh, even as we're letting the audience know there's more to this story. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that that is a good quality of an info dump. More questions. I like it. <laughs> Especially when there are 190 episodes left to go. Gotta pace your info dumps. Oh, and thank thank goodness for the payoff on that scar. I mean. That's right. And, and closed the loop on it, too. I mean, hey, we had it removed. No longer have to discuss it. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> uh, what, what's, what's the next category, Jess? The next category is Bad at Hiding, also a Dave, a Dave original. I have uh, them under the blankets at, at the base. Why do we have to hide? Dad's not sure who to trust right now. It's not that. It's hot under here. Shh. <laughs> so that's bad for a couple of reasons. First of all, <laughs> the last time they tried that, they were busted immediately. Right. And they go back to the well on it. And they really can't stay quiet. I mean, I know they're, they're whispering, but still, as we pointed out last time, whispering within the same car as people and with the windows open and stuff is probably not a great idea. And if I were a security guard, the first thing I would look is in the back of the car to see if anybody's under blankets. That's right. Those blankets right, are that's kind of what you're looking for. There. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And also, like, Birdie's little, I'm sure. But like Cyrus and Holiday, like yeah, it's three people. That's right. <laughs> like they're, they're they're twins, so it's not like it's it's a flat blanket. You know, they're growing up. Remy, what do you think? Hiding under blankets in the back of a car, good way good way to hide or bad way to hide? I think it's probably a bad way to hide. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> The thing that also gets me is I do – this is a sound design thing that um, that we didn't include in the, in the first thing. But I love the sound. I've always loved the sound of like imagining Carl sort of in like one of those dimly lit booths that are kind of in the middle, you know. With, <laughs> and, and, and we hear him – we hear him slide open the window of the booth. Check it out. Why do we have to hide? That's not sure who to trust right now. It's not that. It's hot under here. Shh. That's just sound no, that of him at the one. very end of him opening the thing just before uh, Carl's about to talk. Well, on Carl, in the notes, we have some uh, a little Easter egg about Carl's crush on Monica. Oh, that's true. He I finally like gets to see her. Let's see. Here it is. Evening, Mr. Anders. Oh, hello, Dr. Anders. Didn't see you in there. Hi, Carl. We were driving back from dinner, and James wanted to get my take on the new furniture in his office. At this time of night? <laughs> yeah, we're both so busy. You know how it is. Uh, okay to go in? Let me just run the clearance through the system. Hang on. What's the clearance, Clarence? Yeah, uh, you know it is. What's the clearance, <laughs> <He is> Clarence? <laughs> absolutely delighted to see her. He is. Uh, I didn't see you there. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is sort of really fun news, but on next week's show, I think we're having the actor who played Carl on the show. Yeah. So that's going to, we can ask him directly. 
Ah, of course. While we're in the barracks, we could discuss the appearance of Admiral Grayling. Yes, his one and only appearance. So this is the only time he ever shows up. I think it's here. I... What's going on here? Admiral Grayling, sir. Anders, what are you doing here in the middle of the night? And why do you have your wife and your little girl with you? I'm not his little girl. Admiral Grayling, you remember Holiday? Actually, I don't believe we've ever met. No, I'd remember. Holiday, why don't you go in the other room with Cyrus and Bertie? Hold on there. Why did you just say that you aren't James's little girl? That's a good question, Admiral. See, I turned 12 not too long ago, and I found out... We all found out that she doesn't like being called a little girl anymore, right? No, actually. I... You know how it is, Admiral. We want our kids to stay little forever so you can protect them and keep them safe. But they grow up and they change, and the best you can do is tell them how much you love them and how special they are to you and how you'd do anything for them. And then you'd hope that's enough. Is that right, Holiday? You don't want to be thought of as a kid anymore? That's right. Lots of changes going on. Indeed. So why are you all here? James brought us here because our house had a gas leak. It's being fixed tonight, but we needed a place to bunk out. Well, you're welcome to stay, but you should call in advance. That's why you had that issue with your clearance. Of course. Silly mistake. Hope you find the bunks comfortable. I apologize in advance for Reveille at 0500. We understand. Thank you. <laughs> Admiral Grayling! That's the guy who's in charge of our nuclear devices. <laughs> I feel so safe. I can now go to sleep He's at night. guarding the shores of Alaska. Remy, how do you feel about Admiral Grayling? I think that he seems very formal. It also seems maybe like he's diving a little bit too deep into the family's business. You know, he's really like, he's really questioning. He's like, hmm... <laughs> You really don't want to be called a little kid anymore? He's very bored, I think. He's stationed at this base in Alaska, and he's just happy to have right. someone to talk to. Right. The most exciting thing that's happened to him in weeks. That's right. Uh, I always imagine, like, if this was the TV version, that we would see uh, Monica doing that th- thing or, you know, having that conversation. And then we'd cut to him and be like, don't I know it? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, right. Uh, kids. kids. Exactly. Jeez, yeah. exactly. Or he, he goes back and then... And then FaceTimes with his own kid that he misses crying. Oh, exactly. gosh. oh gosh. I remember when my little girl was. <laughs> Admiral Grayling spinoff? Yeah. <laughs> you never know. I think that brings us to uh, Best Cliffhanger, one of my favorite parts of the show. I think so. I think so. Let's see. What do we have for the first Best Cliffhanger? We have uh, lab the lab experiment. experiment. What are you saying? That I'm a, I'm a lab experiment? This has one of my pet peeves, and I have a feeling like it's only because I'm witnessing the English language change as things are moving. What? For me, it's always been experiment. <laughs> yes, yeah, just as experiment. Experiment. Right? But, experiment? I notice, but I notice a lot of people say that oh. now these days. It's probably 50-50. Experiment. Experiment. Huh. Remy, what's your call on that? Experiment or experiment? Experiment. There we Interesting. go. Interesting. Right. And what about peppermint or spearmint? What? <laughs> Aren't those two different things? Yes, they are. I'm just saying which is, is better. It, is it 
How do you say C-A-R-M-E-L? Is that? I think there's an A in there. Oh, okay. C-A-R-A-M-E-L? Yeah. I say caramel. Yeah, me too. I say caramel. Remy, what do you say? Some people say caramel. I say caramel. Ah, we're all on the same page. Good stuff. Where do we stand on the hundred ducks? Speaking of Admiral Grayling, so Remy, there, we, 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 there's a, there's a uh, running question on this uh, show. Would you rather fight uh, one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Think about it. Don't answer too quickly. <laughs> She's imagining it. <laughs> I am. I am imagining it. This is Admiral Grayling's. This is, this is what he's been working on for years. I'm not sure whether they can swim or not. A hundred duck-sized horses. You'd rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm not sure if they can swim or not. All right. Anyway, well, the other cliffhanger. (laughs) Admiral Grayling arrives. Yes. We've heard, but let's play it again. I... What's going on here? Admiral Grayling. Sir. Anders, what are you doing here in the middle of the night? And why do you have your wife and your little girl with you? I'm not his little girl. That always reminds me of like some of the things we talk about in podcasting. These things is just make sure you give them a clear uh, vision of who's in the room. Mm-hmm. So imagine if that line went on. What are you doing here? And why do you have your little girl with you and your wife and your son exactly. and, and the person standing <laughs> over there in the corner? Who's that little one? Right. Admiral Grayling. Exactly. Sir. I like that line. I think it's funny. It's so funny. <laughs> and then I think my favorite, I'm just putting it out there in cliffhangers, is uh, this one. Ugh, what am I going to do? I wish there was someone I could... Wait a second. Hello, ye old hoverboard. You've always seemed to know what's best for me, so... What do you think? Should I stay with the Anders, or should I go out investigating on my own? I was afraid you were going to say that. It's a good one. So fantastic. It also solidifies Hovey as her own character. You know? Right. With her own personality. It does. And I think at this point, Dave, is when we decided to start moving away from the hubby actually answers. Yes. You know, right. He's only answering with uh, just turning on uh, or off. So, yeah. Of those cliffhangers, Remy, what do you think is your uh, your favorite one? Like, what, what's, what's the most exciting? I think the most exciting one is when Admiral... Grayling arrives and he sees them all there and I think that it's the best cliffhanger out of those three because the family already thought that they were in danger and they were thinking about why would their clearance not be working and why they were stuck there at the gate and so I think that once they kind of not really got caught but were found in the base then they were caught off guard. Also, on that, Holiday says, I'm not their little girl, you know? It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. But sh- why'd she do that? Yeah, who knows what she's going to say. We might right. come back and she could tell them everything. Yeah, exactly. So I think you're right. I think that's a great choice. It is a good one. It's a really good I was just I was just married to the sound of the hoverboard starting up, so I'll let that one go. <laughs> I'm just a sound guy. You're such a sound I just like guy. sounds. So the last category is episode most valuable player, MVP. Um, I didn't really make clips for these ones except for Cyrus. At least I have Monica, Holiday, and Cyrus as the nominees. Remy, do you have any other nominations for episode MVP? I think 
Admiral Grayling should be added to that list. <laughs> I agree. Coffee. Yes. I mean, listen, if you're going to be in one episode, yeah, I think you need to be on the MVP. Uh, That's list. right. He comes that is off such the a bench. Good point. And, yep. There's a scene that includes, you know, Holiday and Cyrus. I think I have it labeled pacing that I'm just in love with and I couldn't figure out where to play it. Sure. Here it is. Like tonight, how did you even know that we were at the docks? I told them. Oh. I thought you were on right. our side, Big Mouth. I am on your side. I didn't want you to end up like Badger. Who's Badger? No, no one. one. My friend from the hospital. He gave Holiday the hoverboard. Dude, Birdie. shut it. And he's the one who told her she wasn't really our sister. You need to stop talking now. Like right now. And he even saved our lives. I love that scene. It's so great. And uh, I can't remember if they did it like that in the studio, Dave, or if we cut it like that. I don't remember I I... either. I was trying to remember whether... We, we, that's probably one where we got them to do it a couple of times, <clears throat> like once they got the feel for it, to the, and then just said like, "Now just talk over each other as much as you possibly can." Yeah, because it really feels like siblings fighting in in a real natural yeah. way. Yep. yep, big time. We maybe we may have like cut out little spaces here and there, but I think uh, I think that's probably how they laid it down. Big fan. That's a great one. Monica's fantastic in this episode. Holiday's mm-hmm. great. Cyrus, his 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 monologue to Holiday is is one of his best. But we have a lot of episodes ahead, you know, where they can be MVPs. But we only have one episode of of <laughs> Admiral Grayling. That's such a good point. I'm going to leave it up to Remy because she's the six minute expert. I think it's a close call between Monica and Admiral Grayling because <laughs> I think in these three episodes, Monica was just. She's very fierce, and yeah. she shows, like, a really good example of, like, a strong, like, woman. And Admiral Grayling, he really got his moment. He was really shown, <laughs> and and I feel like he was really heard. And That's such a good point. I feel and like so Admiral I, Grayling doesn't get heard a lot in terms of his right. emotional— yeah. Yeah. yeah, probably, like, just barking orders he does, but probably emotionally not as much. yeah. I think he's kind of stuck in the shadows, and this kind of brought him out of his shell a little bit. Yeah. That's a very good point. That's such a good point. Nice. Well, you make the call. You make the call between those two. I think because Admiral Grayling had, like, his moment, I think it should go to him. I agree. Excellent choice. Good choice. Yes. I like that we really worked through it there, too. It was good. We really did. We really did. Remy, do you have anything else to say about these episodes before we uh, wrap up? I just really love these episodes in general. I love all of the episodes. You know, I am a super fan. But (laughs) I just think that these episodes just reveal a lot and they show a lot. And they're some of the best episodes because Admiral Grayling is in them. But, (laughs) you know, I think it's just a great group of episodes in general. Remy, let me let me ask you, what was it like, you know, when you started your podcast, it was just sort of a, for the love of the show. And then the podcast became really, really big. And you got so many people mm. emailing in, asking for shout outs, like every week. I mean, gosh, you must have read off just thousands of names over the course of your show. Yeah. How was that? All of a sudden you had like this super successful podcast. Well, I never thought that it would get that big. I thought, like, oh, who's going to want to listen to me just talk about six minutes? I mean, I was hoping for the best that it would become bigger and that people would listen to it because six minutes is so huge. And so I really never thought that me and Alex would, you know, get that big. Having the shout outs come in, like I said on the podcast, I felt like 
I had so many new friends, and I still feel like I have those friends because they stuck with me the whole time. And I loved reading off the shoutouts and seeing where people lived, where they were from, and such faraway places too. Right? Yeah, they came in from all over the world. Yeah, yeah. And some of them named their animals after you. True. Some of them <laughs> did name their animals after me, and Alex too. Yep. Somebody named a chicken after me. <laughs> Full name. No, no. Somebody wrote in and said their chicken. They named their chicken Chris Terry, which that's. It's, it's, I don't know if I feel sad or really happy. <laughs> Coming from somebody who has chickens with really weird names. Oh, that's really nice to hear. It's really nice to hear. I mean, well, so happy that you're able to join us, and uh, and good luck with uh, Bob Sponge. Thank you, and thank yeah. you for having me. Of course, of course. Our pleasure and honor. Uh, Jess, I think I hear a little music. Oh, okay. So if you would like to be a guest on 6 Minutes Rewind, email me at jessica at jzmshows.com. Next episodes are 25 through 27. Peace, love, and opos. It's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called The Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy. I'm Autumn. And I'm Jasper. And we're we're a GZM GZM family. family. And we want you to listen to our favorite show, Becoming Mother Nature. I love the one with the Green Reaper and the zombies. Do you want to hear your family at the end of a show giving a shout out? Go to gzmshows.com slash shout out to learn more. That's gzmshows.com slash shoutout for a chance to be heard on this show.